All right, everybody, welcome to the Nielsen Show. Hopefully I got my audio on this time. We'll have any more malfunctions like that. I think I got that part figured out. So I guess now it's Sunday and uh, my Chiefs have finally decided they wanted to win a game uh, and put them at the Super Bowl. So a little later tonight, uh, depending on what time you're watching this, I think it's gonna be San Francisco and Detroit Lions. I say go Lions. <laughs> I'd like a rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions since they stomped them uh, opening game of the season. So looking forward to that for Super Bowl and then just take it easy for a while. But anyways, this is an episode about the border and the different things that are going on right now. Um, why do we have laws if nobody is going to follow them? Oh, except for the law-abiding citizens that as soon as you step out of line, you're the ones in the crosshairs. So anyways, this there's a kind of a feud going on right now. Um, and the lead up to that has been basically being gaslit by this Biden administration saying that, oh, the border is the most secure it's ever been, even though the record number of people coming to the border and just being processed and essentially turned out into whatever with a, uh, a promise to appear in court someday down the road and you know granted there is problems with Im our immigration system mainly the government has got control of it and they're just not good at anything <laughs> that's, that's realistically the problem um so the leading up to it though so governor abbott has been taking these migrants that have been processed or i don't even know what's really gone on with them supposedly processed and put them on planes and uh, buses and taking them to liberal cities that keep saying oh we're we're a welcoming country we're sanctuary cities we're sanctuary states well now that they've got a taste of a few you know tens of thousands of them not hundreds of thousands of them like texas and arizona and california but they're a sanctuary state anyway so they they don't really care that all these people are just coming across the border and not only that we are seeing uh they either claim to be asylum seekers or you know they're just coming in and saying oh we're you know we're here for <laughs> i don't know what what reason but they uh some of them are known terrorists and our system is not doing anything about them so here's here's Biden's answer to that. So just recently now, because all these these blue states and blue cities, especially New York City, uh, Eric Adams up there, he's oh they're they're sucking all of our resources, so we don't have any any extra. You know, it, we're declaring an emergency because you know we've we've got thirty thousand people here now that uh, the Texas governor has shipped up here. And now that they're starting to get a little taste, they've they've had no choice because the citizens there that relied on public services are basically being pushed aside and they're starting to voice their opinions. And so it's kind of forced the hands of these mayors and not so much some of the governors. They just kind of take a back seat because it's only realistically in the couple of these major cities that are seeing these issues. So now it's leading up to uh, Governor Abnett has just said, hey, look, I'm bringing the National Guard in. I'm calling them up 
we are going to secure the border with whatever means necessary. So they'd put up a bunch of those big metal Connex boxes and made a border wall and lined it with razor wire. Well, the Biden administration, you know, because this is the most secure border ever and the actual the the climate or the, not the climate, it's it's leading into that. But the actual number of migrants coming here has gone down and getting into the United States has gone down because our border is so secure, according to them. Now, what happened the first day in office when Joe Biden took office? He had a whole stack of executive orders that Trump had made and basically X'd them all out. And that is one problem with Congress not doing its job and leaving that up to the president is it's only as good as long as that president is in office. And as soon as they're gone, the next president that comes in can do whatever he wants to with those executive orders. So our problem here is Congress, first of all, because it's so divided in the, you know, the House and the Senate, uh, Republicans have a majority in the House. Uh, there's a slim minor, or majority of Democrats in the Senate. And then, you know, Democrats have the House right now, or the White House. So the problem is they won't do anything. One side wants to say, oh, you guys are doing this. And the other side points to them and say, oh, you guys aren't doing this. So what has really happened is the Democrats have basically pinned all of this on the Republicans. And the problem with that is, is... They said they've put up these bills and they want them to be bipartisan. But when they mean bipartisan is um, we're going to give Republicans a certain number of things. But then we want a bunch of this other stuff. It doesn't even have anything to do with the border or securing the border involved in the bill. And then when the Republicans shut them down, they say, oh, see, they don't want to do anything about the border. The border should be a border policy. Not, oh, we need to fund Ukraine and Israel if you want any funding to do border security. That's not how our laws are set up, first of all. And it's just lazy, in my opinion, of these political, I don't know, most of them are getting to be just hacks. And, you know, the Republican rhinos that Mitt Romney, especially, he's an embarrassment to the state of Utah. You know, he comes out and tries to say, oh, you know, uh, so-and-so is, oh, you know, let me just see if I can find the clip here. I think I saved it. It is, um, where is it? I saved so many clips, it's hard to keep track of them all. <laughs> uh, I thought I saved it. Maybe I didn't. Ah, dang it. Um, well, anyway, so let's start off with this one right here so this is a convicted terrorist and a reporter was just asking people where they are from this someone is Movsam Somadov a convicted terrorist was sentenced 12 years imprisonment uh, nature of the charges armed trafficking illicit use of weapons he was released January 19th 2023 uh, and then he crossed the Texas border illegally. He is the chairman of the Azerbaijan Islamic Party. Now, if people like this are coming across the border, 
what does that tell you? How many of these guys have not been seen, caught, or whatever? Because for for years now, under the Biden administration, and and a few even before while President Trump was in office, Border Patrol agents had been finding uh, prayer rugs, Muslim prayer, prayer rugs. Now, more than likely, that is somebody that's pretty devout Muslim coming here illegally and expecting to do what? I don't know. I mean, they're not trying to come to the country legally. Um, and that's part of the problem with having just a porous border in the first place. You can't slow down. There's certain places. Eagle Pass, Texas, there was 100,000 people there at one time. Just hold it up underneath a bridge in the city by the river. And they just come across. There's a big open area right there. And, you know, tens of thousands of them at a time to where... Border Patrol doesn't have enough personnel to stop this kind of, and I'm going to say it, it's an invasion, and it is being propagated by our current administration. They don't want to shut down the border because there's a lot of people who have been saying that this is kind of their plan. Now, if they, now here's the other parts of these reports is that they've been saying that, oh, these people are coming here, they're getting a cell phone, they're getting gift cards for food and being put up in hotels. Uh, New York, they were kicking veterans out, you know, homeless veterans out of some of these hotels to house the migrants that they'd received. Even to the point where they were getting migrants, uh, they were closing down schools because it's getting, you know, it's wintertime there. So they don't want them, you know, they don't want the, the, the optics of this, of frozen immigrants out on their streets, you know, because then what is that? That gives them that bad optics. So part of that problem is not going to go away. And I don't I don't know if Governor Abbott is still sending people up there or not, because Chicago was the same way. They were complaining how these migrants were, you know, sucking all the resources out that these poor class citizens there, you know, American actual citizens of the United States uh, couldn't use these services or their welfare services weren't there anymore. Because these migrants were getting them all. I mean, I would be a little bit upset too, you know, if that was something that you had kind of been depending on because your government sucks up there. And they're not really making life better for you there. But uh, I kind of don't feel sorry anymore because you guys keep voting these same people into office. So if you want something to change, maybe you got to look something besides just red or blue and or just something different than blue. That's where you guys have been voting blue no matter who. Then maybe you need to try something else and just see how it works out. I don't know. So anyways, there's one of them. That's just one of the things with this uh, guy here. Um, what other ones I got here? So part of the, the deal is now. So just to kind of catch up with this whole migrant thing in um, Texas. Um, here's Ducey asking... Karine Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, the White House spokes lady. Um, let's see, hold on a second. Okay, here we go. There are about 800 gotaways at the border every day. Every day. 96,000 since October 1st. Hmm. Does President Biden want to locate these folks who have disappeared into this country to parts unknown? So here's what I will say is that um, the president, one of the reasons that the president is having these negotiation procedures or process with the Senate 
uh, with both Republicans uh, and Democrat, as I've said many times before, is because we want to deal with what's going on at the border. He's taken this very seriously. Um, he's, uh, he wants to make sure that we come up with a bipartisan agreement, and we are very uh, appreciative uh, for that. But there's also the diplomatic aspect of it, of making sure that we're having uh, conversations with Mexico, and we have had, and we've had productive conversations with them. And DHS is maximizing. They are maximizing its enforcement efforts. And since May 12th, and you heard me say this as well, DHS has been able to return more than 482,000 individuals uh, who did not have the legal basis uh, to be here. So we're doing what we can right at the border dhs is doing maximizing their process doing what they can at the border but we need help right we need congress to actually act and uh, do their part as well and we're having those negotiations and we're having those processes i cannot speak to the eight thousand uh the eight thousand number you just provided yeah it's hard to listen to her because pretty much everything she says is just a lie <laughs> and that's really all it is uh so that's 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 part of the deal there. So they're trying to gaslight everybody, thinking everything's fine down there. And then when they keep getting called out on it, then it's oh, well, you know, we need Congress to do it. It's like oh, well, you've been telling us now for three years. It's like the most secure the border's ever been. But despite the numbers that the Border Patrol releases, don't match up to what you're claiming. And I think that's what a lot of people are finally realizing is they're tired of the gaslighting. We're seeing through it. We know we're not crazy because we don't watch the mainstream news media anymore because they're basically a propaganda of the state for the most part. I mean, they, they do give you a little bit of truth in there, here and there, you know, just to keep you watching because they know that's where their advertising revenue comes from. That's what keeps their lights on. Um, a lot of the other parts to it are uh, just drives me nuts. And, you know, I realize the climate's changing. But to blame these migrants moving here on climate change is just complete nonsense. But the climate's not changing because of man. It's because it just changes all the time. So here we go. I think this is, uh, who is this guy? Oh, John Kerry. I think he talks about it here. I don't know. Let's, let's just listen. Let's... My bottom line is this. I, I am convinced now because of what, what is happening in the marketplace you know, smart CEOs of the biggest companies in the world, Microsoft, uh, uh, you know, Google, Apple, Salesforce, FedEx, Boeing, uh, Ford, Mercedes, that's why I mean, automobile dealers, all through the food chain. We are seeing CEOs make the decision that they're committing their companies to maybe pay a little bit of a green premium, but in the end, create a supply chain that is going to provide everybody the ability to be able to join up and enjoy the benefits here. So you're going to hear from a handful of our members today about how they are driving transformation through FMC commitments. And, and, we, and you know, it's absolutely critical that we accelerate. I am convinced beyond any doubt that because of the decisions being made in the marketplace now, because, uh, you know as well as I do, 
even if, uh, you know, I don't want this, obviously, but if you wound up with a different president who was opposed to climate crisis, I got news for you. No one politician anywhere in the world can undo what is happening now. The marketplace is doing this. And the only issue for all of us is, is not whether or not we can get or will get to a low-carbon, no-carbon economy globally. We will. That was a wrong clip because <laughs> there's a lot of him that claim that, you know, that's why we're seeing all these migrants is because of climate change, you know, and that's, I guess, his job with the Biden administration is to get everybody to be convinced that climate change is real, it's man-made, and if you don't pay the government a lot of money, it will never get fixed and we're all going to die. I'm sorry, if you believe that, I don't know what to tell you. Um, let's see... These are the things from my Instagram. <laughs> One of these days, I'll figure out how to put these clips into this video so you can actually just watch them without sitting there having to stare at my face listening to them. <laughs> um, oh, what is this? I wish I could find these stupid things because they're... That's one bad thing about saving them. You can't really, like, organize where they go. So if I could organize them in... The order I wanted them to come out, that would be a little bit easier. But, and maybe there is. I'm just not technically advanced enough to know how to do that. <laughs> so anyways, I guess what what I should be getting back to here is um, Texas is one of the biggest natural gas exporters in the U.S. So a few days ago, the Biden administration orders uh you know and this is this is after the national guard's been called in by governor greg abbott and they don't like that because they're making them look bad because they're actually securing the border and the biden administration hasn't done anything about it well the thing is the i guess i i forgot to finish this point too though they want all these immigrants coming here give them all this free stuff housing and all this stuff basically all this welfare that they don't pay into, we, the working class, pay into. And they want them to be essentially groomed to be Democrat voters because every time it comes up, oh, we can't solve this problem, now they're all here, what are we going to do with them? We have to give them, first thing out of their mouths, we have to give them amnesty. Well, why would you give them amnesty unless you want them to vote? Because you want them to become citizens so they can technically legally vote now unfortunately that's a big slap in the face to all the people that have come here and spent the time and the money and agonizing time and paperwork to get here legally through the slow grinding wheels that is the government's immigration system now i don't have a problem with more people moving here if they're going to come in legally and we've got a good system of vetting people. So we're not just willy-nilly, oh, you know, this guy says he wants to come here to have a better life with his family and yada, yada, yada. But we don't vet who they are. We invite a lot of future problems, which I think we might possibly see this year. If not first year of Trump's presidency when basically Biden gets, he's lost. Uh, I don't know if that's really going to happen, but let's hope Trump gets one more term. 
But Biden has basically declared war on Texas now. So he made a, some order saying that Texas had 24 hours to take down all the razor wire and all that stuff, claiming that the border patrol agents couldn't do their job with the razor wire there. It's like they don't need to go across the border to do their job. Their job is to patrol the border and keep illegals from coming across it and escaping into the country. So with that, um, what's this one? And authorities are finding more and more U.S. military-grade weapons in the hands of drug cartels. And the Mexican government wants an urgent investigation into it. Mexico's army is finding belt-fed machine guns, rocket launchers, Where would and you get this that stuff? are not sold for civilian use in the United States. This poses a special challenge for Mexican authorities. The Mexican army and Marines still have superior firepower, but the drug cartel's weaponry often now outclasses other branches of Mexican law enforcement. There is one very important thing, and that is that the Defense Department has warned the United States about weapons entering Mexico that are for the exclusive use of the U.S. Army. It is very urgent that an investigation into this be carried out. Where would they get these weapons from? Could it be many uh, of the wars we've had in the Middle East and all the times we have just left weaponry there in those countries? Iraq, Afghanistan, everywhere we've been. I mean, this could even be Yemen. We was in Yemen for a while back in the 90s, and most people don't even know that. And those places basically are run by warlords or drug lords, whatever you want to call them. They don't really have stable governments. But every time we've been in, especially some kind of foreign conflict, uh, we end up leaving because they don't want the cost of bringing all these weapons and stuff back. I think it's more sinister than that myself. I think it ends up being more that they want to leave that stuff there because they know Al-Qaeda, all these uh, basically terrorist groups, I mean, they say ISIS is destroyed, but there's, there's always you cut the head of the snake off and another one grows somewhere else. You're never going to get rid of it. It's an ideology. And unfortunately, we happen to be the target of them most of the time now. <laughs> not, not to even mention their own citizens. But These weapons, I feel, just like these terrorist people that are coming across the border, they're getting it into Mexico and... The cartels are buying it up because to buy a belt-fed machine gun in the United States is a process. And it costs tens of thousands of dollars and all these, who knows how many hours of documentation you got to fill out to and time just to get the permitting to own a fully automatic machine gun of any sort. Uh, that's in the Firearms Act, of, I think, what, 1964 or something like that. But anyways, that's where I think those weapons are coming from. Now, to further on with this border deal, there is, I think this one might be just an article. So back to the showdown between Texas and the Biden administration. So after he ordered Texas to tear down all the razor wire, um... Abbott just basically said, no, not doing it. 
I'm protecting my state from this invasion, which it is an invasion. When you when you're talking that many people coming to the border to or into your state even, or trying to cross the Rio Grande to get into the this country or your state, that is pretty well a standing army. Whether or not they're armed or not doesn't really matter. It's an invasion of bodies. So here not too long ago, I think just the other day, because Texas is a big supplier of natural gas because they have a lot of oil wells, that's where you get the natural gas from. Uh, it says, this is from Breitbart. Breitbart, I don't know, I guess that's how you say it. Border showdown, Biden stops approval of LNG exports in retaliation of Texas defiance, says land commissioner. Um, basically, he had calls from other Democrats in the state of Texas saying that, oh, Biden should nationalize the, the National Guard and take it over and basically tell him to pull all that stuff down. Well, luckily, the National Guard so far is still saying, no, we're not doing that. We're following the governor's orders, you know, under his command. Um, this article says Texas Land Commissioner Don Buckingham says President Joe Biden's recent decision to stop approval of liquefied natural gas exports looks more like retaliation than a sound policy decision. Biden's announcement came one day after Texas took a bold stand in defending our border against foreign invaders, the commissioner added. President Biden announced on January 26th that he was placing a temporary pause on pending decisions of liquefied natural gas exports, Breitbart News reported. January 26th was also the DHS deadline sent in a letter to the state of Texas demanding access to Shelby Park in Eagle Pass. Uh, the state has not budged on opening up the park seized earlier this month. Texas is the largest exporter of natural gas in the nation and the third in the world. Commissioner Buckingham told Breitbart News, this reckless federal decision made merely a day after Texas took a bold stand in defending our border against foreign invaders appears more like retaliation than a sound policy decision. Buckingham serves as commissioner of the Texas General Land Office, overseeing over 13 million acres of mineral-rich land, several severance taxes from production uh, rights are used by the state of Texas to fund education. Amazon is putting out a new cartoon. Oops, I went down too far. Started the next one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Quote, I will always defend Texas' right to energy independence and stand up for the hardworking families and countless Texan schoolchildren that move will harm, the commissioner stated. Buckingham explained that Texas is the largest exporter of natural gas in the United States and the third largest in the world. President Biden claims this his action was in line with his policies to tackle the climate crisis at home and abroad. While MAGA Republicans willfully deny the urgency of the climate crisis, condemning the American people to a dangerous future, the president stated, we will not cede to special interests. Uh, you're Mr. Special Interest himself. I don't know how you can say you're not going to cede to special interests. I mean, you bought and paid for by China and whatever other Ukraine backdoor taxes. I don't even want to get into the Ukraine thing there because that's so corrupt and Biden's right in the middle of it. And he's getting away with it, essentially. Him and his whole family, the whole Biden crime family. I mean, I'm pretty sure they took a page right out of the Clinton playbook. 
Um, so that's the Breitbart one there. Um, let's see here. Or I, th I thought I had some other ones here, but they might have been they might have been articles here in the Epic Times. Let's see what I got saved here. Actually, I'm coming up on my 30-minute uh, breakdown here, so we'll take a quick break and be right back, and I'll see if I can find what I was looking for. All right, here we are back for the second part of this border episode. So this is a thing from my Instagram. I want to just see if I can just put it in front of the camera. I was super redneck and unprofessional, but hey, it's what you get with me. <laughs> How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. Don't think that's not a give them nothing. IRC is running a shelter. Red Cross says give interviews on his shelter. Are you transporting migrants to the airport, sir? Shut the door right in my face. You just called me a domestic terrorist for asking a question. I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. You can leave now. refugees. We've had some pretty hostile encounters with a man who refers to himself as Nunyo, as in Nunyo business. I don't got to leave anywhere. This is a sidewalk. I have a first on the right to be here. What is your name? Nanya. Nanya? I have a right to be here. This right here is an old school that has been converted into a welcome center for migrants. And these buses leave on the hour every hour Phoenix Sky Harbor Terminal 4. We're going to try to talk to the driver here. After speaking to sources who drive the buses and work at the airport, we were able to identify the location of the secretive migrant refugee facility at 1211 East Apache. We found the cagey and evasive behavior of the people who run the facility highly unusual, closing gates, rallying migrants away from us, and running away behavior of people who have something to hide these are migrants on the bus are are you transporting um migrants to the airport sir shut the door right in my face one of the companies that transports the migrants is jet limousine which we learned is a subcontractor to a group called charter up these bus companies have instructed their drivers not to talk to any o'keefe journalist and to even call the police on us when they see us more on that soon. Hi, sir. Sir, who do you who do you work for, sir? I'm wondering um, who do you work for, and are you shipping migrants on buses on the hour? For Nunya, who's doing your business, man? Huh. Yeah, I'm looking dangerous now. Yeah, they're looking anxious now. Yeah, look at their faces now. What is that? What is none of my business? What? You're shipping migrants on the hour every hour to the airport. You work for none of your business, Nunya. What's the name of the nonprofit that you guys are getting the contracts with? You can leave now. We're finished. What's your name? What's your name? It's actually a lot of my business. The public has a right to know. 
The public, we're not going anywhere. We spoke to two individuals who worked at the Migrant Center, Jesus Moreno and Thomas Robles. Jesus, the man who just slammed the gate on us, then offered us money to make us go away, which sounded to us like a bribe. How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get Jesus, yeah, no, let me get mad at Jesus, is that your name, Jesus? Jesus wouldn't give us his first or last name, but his boss shouted it out while she was telling him, no digas nada, Spanish, for say nothing to them. Nada, no digas nada. No digas nada, give them nothing. So we have a woman saying Jesus, but using just his first name and face, we found him online almost immediately. We have a bus pulling up, guys, right here. There's two buses. They're going the other way, he's waving. So his name is Jesus. He said, don't... Jesus, don't dig us nada. American Red Cross worker coming up to me and telling me that he can't comment. Do you work here? No. Okay. You're especially you're the press. No. I'm you sorry? Red Cross doesn't give interviews on this show. You don't give interviews? Not on this show. We ran into an American Red Cross worker who did inform us who is running the shelter. Signs of the Red Cross were everywhere as migrants at the airport were covered in Red Cross blankets provided to them at the secretive location. Who does give interviews? IRC is running this shelter. What's IRC? International Relief Committee. The International Relief Committee, also known as the International Rescue Committee, is a nonprofit organization whose most recent 990 tax filing shows their gross revenues are around $1.4 a year. And that was just 2021. In the case of the IRC, a lot of that money is coming from you, the taxpayer, based upon the Schedule B on the 990 tax form. $415 million is coming directly from the United States government. $178 million came from the Bureau of Population, Refugees, and Migration. $122 million came from the Department of Health and Human Services. And $114 million came from the Bureau for Humanitarian Assistance. Another $75 million is coming from the European Union. And the rest of their funding, from what we can tell, comes from the private sector and from sources like Catholic charities. So is this a shelter? Are they busing migrants to the airport? I can't comment, but if you want to talk to, if you get somebody who works here, they can probably comment. Are they busing migrants every hour to the... I, to the... I can't comment. We then spoke to a man named Thomas Robles through the fence, who works for IRC, and for 10 years worked as a co-executive director for Lucha, Living United for Change in Arizona, a leftist political organization. Robles called us domestic terrorists and then called the sheriff's office on us. Jesus! Jesus Moreno! Mr. Moreno, is this sidewalk private property? you're yelling into the building, that's your HR property. You're harassing folks that are here. So if you're asking for people here, you're harassing You think that me, you think that... Because you're asking for folks in this building. So, so Jesus Moreno attempted to offer me a bribe. He offered me money to, I guess, make me go away, and I'd like to ask him for comment. Well, I don't know who that is, and I don't know... You don't know who Jesus is? He's right behind you. And you are asking
You just called me a domestic terrorist for asking a question. No, you're asking to believe. Okay, Jesus Moreno just offered me, attempted to offer me money. Sorry? Yeah, proof. I have it on video. I'd like your comment. You have proof? What? You can put it on the video. I need to ask him for comment. You have proof? I'd like to. Who do you have proof? I have it on video. Is it true? How much you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. What's that? How much you guys get paid? Yeah, no, 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 through the phone, we could make out crosstalk between Robles talking to Sergeant Sharp. Welcome, can I help you? Hi there, I'm a journalist looking for comment. Who can I speak with, please? Um, you have something to write with. I can give you an email for a person you can contact. I'm looking for Thomas Robles, please. Give me a second. Thank you. Hello? Hi, yes. Looking for Mr. Thomas Robles, please. We heard crosstalk through the phone of the sergeant talking to Robles making reference to a judge in regards to our presence. Wait, he just saw my number and That's the kind of individual to do. And if you'd like, you can go, you can go talk to a judge and let him know that you're interested. We're looking for a comment on a story we're doing on the Welcome Center, where buses depart on the hour with people who cross the country illegally. One of your employees at the Welcome Center, Jesus, said, quote, how much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys. Who's talking to me? We also have Thomas on video threatening to call the police as we're standing on a sidewalk filming. Yeah, actually, this is Tomas Robles. I actually did in fact call the police. Sergeant Sharp is here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hi, Mr. O'Keefe, I suggest you please do not call us. Are you? Please do not initiate any confrontation. Sir, I'm doing this story. I'm doing this story. I'm asking for comment. I'm asking you for comment. We're going to publish a story. I will not respond to your harassment. I will not let you harassing Jesus again. Please do not call him or come here looking for him. That was the assignment. Jesus said, "Quote: How much do you guys get paid? I'll pay you guys." Unquote. Is that is that accurate? Is that accurate? Okay. Estás pensando en votar en las elecciones en Estados Unidos? Sí. Sí. ¿Qué? Biden o Trump? Ah, Biden. Biden. Estás porque nos están dando oportunidad. Biden. ¿Qué? Sí. Biden. Estás estás pensado en votar en noviembre. 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 Sí. Sí. Primero Dios. Go to court to uh, an appearance. I saw that they bust you over. 
from the where are you coming from i'm coming from the guinea uh -huh. so i need to go to atlanta enforcement's location asylum application okay how did you did you fly here did you cross the border oh you crossed the border where did you cross in arizona yes yes you crossed the border um uh, illegally against the law yes and they gave you refugee status yes american airlines american airlines yes. in the united states journalists have a first amendment right and an accompanying responsibility to call confirm and verify the information obtained we must give subjects the opportunity to respond to what we've uncovered it would be unethical to not give robles or moreno an opportunity for follow-up on what the video showed them saying we were not being aggressive disruptive or making any threats we have no ill will spite or intent to harm anybody we simply walked along the sidewalk and asked questions and wished to report the truth about the welcome center and the people who run it all of which will no doubt create a groundswell for other whistleblowers sources and insiders to come forward to the public with information about who or what is behind all of it and just with us doing Anyways, job, you get the get the point. <laughs> I don't know how much longer this video is, but <laughs> that was long enough, probably. But at least you get the context of what's going on down in those areas. These people aren't just coming here willy nilly because that's how they used to come, and they'd come, you know, a few groups here and there. But because it's become such a profitable business, especially for cartels that basically extort a lot of these people, that not even just the cartel, but some of these groups that have been coming from clear down in South America, making a trek, I don't know how many miles that is to get here, at least to our border, uh, that have brand new like Biden shirts on. I mean, you've seen the same thing back in the Obama days. Somebody's paying lots of money to get these people to come to our country. It's not, oh, I don't think a lot of them, I think they're being promised a lot of stuff. And uh, some of them are quite not happy that they're not getting what they were supposedly promised to make the trek up here. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know what what other ones I had. I must not have saved them. But I do have an article here in the Epic Times. And this will probably be the last one I do before I end this. Biden vows to shut down the border if Congress passes deal. So here we go. This is, this is what bipartisanship means. President Joe Biden on January 26 vowed to use expanded authority to shut down the overwhelmed southern U.S. border should con Oh, so here now he's admitting that it's overwhelmed. And it's not secure. I'm, I'm taking it. Uh, Congress. Wait, where was I? <laughs> Should Congress pass a bipartisan deal that ties immigration security measures to Ukraine and Israel aid? See, this, this is why these bills should not get passed. And the Republicans should stand their ground and not pass it. In the House, at least, the Senate will pass it because they have the majority there. But this is exactly why, you know, and this is what the Democrats use 
to say, oh, look, the Republicans don't want to fix the problem. Oh, that reminded me. That was what uh, Romney, that worthless, I could say a few things, but I better not. Anyways, Romney comes out and says that, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyways, he said something really foul towards that. Um, And basically, he would side totally with the Democrats in the Senate to pass this bill because it has Ukraine and Israel aid in it. And that's exactly why we should not be passing these bills. It should be a border bill. But then they'll turn around, the Democrats will turn around and say, look, the Republicans don't want to do anything. They won't pass this bill. We're, we're trying. We're trying to solve this crisis. Well, guess what? Then pass a clean bill that is just border-related. Not every other country's borders, but ours. This comes after Speaker Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, said Friday the deal would be dead on arrival. Okay, so it sounds like they might stand up. In the U.S. House of Representatives, if reports on its terms are true, the terms are yet to be released. In a statement late Friday, President Biden touted the negotiation between a bipartisan group of lawmakers and his administration on the supplemental funding package. An alleged leak drafted Oh, a leaked draft of the deal, which has been refuted by Republican negotiators, appears to suggest that the terms would allow for up to 5,000 illegal immigrants to be released into the country per day. Uh, or up to 8,500 in a single day before Border Patrol agents must remove them. This is purportedly among other concessions. So basically overwhelm the Border Patrol to where a lot of these people are just getting away with it. President Biden urges Congress to support the package on Friday, saying the terms would be the toughest and fairest set of reforms ever to secure the border. The White House did not provide further details on the terms. A key aspect of the proposed reforms includes granting the president new emergency authority to shut down the border when overwhelmed. Quote, it would give me, as president, a new emergency authority to shut down the border when it becomes overwhelmed. President Biden said, according to the White House. So, gives him the authority. Does that mean he's going to use it? Probably not, because he's been allowing it so far. Why would he... he it's just empty promises to, to get people to shut up and think, at least some people think, oh, he's trying. It's the Republicans. Republicans are the ones that want to close the border down, make it secure. A bunch of BS. And then, what'll happen... Is this the border money? They want to hire more agents and more of this, more of that. They don't want to actually like you know build the wall or put up razor wire that seems to be pretty effective. Or Biden wouldn't have be having such a tizzy fit about it right now. <laughs> he continued, and if given that authority, I would use it the day I sign the bill into law. Uh, now it's dead on arrival. Earlier, the House Speaker told his colleagues in the Senate that the legislation would not pass in the lower chamber if House Republicans felt that it did not adequately adequately address the issue of record numbers of illegal immigrants crossing into the United States. Quote, I wanted to provide a brief update regarding the supplemental and the border. Since the Senate appears unable to reach any agreement, if rumors about the contents of the draft proposal are true, it would have been dead on arrival in the House anyway, Mr. Johnson wrote. 
I am, I am emphasizing again today that House Republicans will vigorously oppose any new policy proposal from the White House or Senate that would further incentivize illegal aliens to break our laws. Thank goodness. In the letter, Mr. Johnson attributed the southern border crisis to deliberate actions by President Biden and his administration, accusing them of ignoring and undermining the nation's immigration laws. Quote, rather than accept accountability, President Biden is now trying to blame Congress for what he himself intentionally created, he wrote. The Biden administration denies allegations of not doing enough to reduce the illegal immigration influx, citing seasonal fluctuations, a broken immigration system, and climate change as factors contributing to the increase. <clears throat> yeah, makes my head hurt. Mr. Johnson met with President Biden and negotiators at the White House last week, but negotiations on the deal seem to have stalled in the Senate. A group of senators from both sides of the political spectrum have been working together for several weeks to finalize a funding agreement that would cover both border security and foreign aid for Ukraine and Israel. The senators aim to secure $60 billion in aid to support Ukraine's ongoing conflict with Russia. The Department of Defense has already used up its designated funds for Ukraine without requiring approval from Congress. The Biden administration is seeking more than $100 billion, billion with a B, uh, more than $100 billion in funding with $14 billion allocated for the border. However, Republicans have specified certain requirements such as limitations on the release of migrants into the interior, including the use of parole. Therefore, negotiators are trying to find a compromise that satisfies both sides. In his statement on Friday, President Biden called on Congress to allocate the necessary funding he requested last October to bolster border security. This funding would support the addition of 1,300 Border Patrol agents, 375 immigration judges, 1,600 asylum officers, and over 100 cutting-edge inspection machines designed to detect and halt the influx of fentanyl at the southwest border. Quote, securing the border through these negotiations is a win for America. For everyone who is demanding tougher border control, this is the way to do it, President Biden added. Uh, now it goes into the Texas standoff. President Biden's change of stance comes amid a standoff between his administration and Texas over the border. In the face of pressure from the Biden administration, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, a Republican, has asserted state authority under Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution to stop the flood of illegal immigrants pouring into his state via a section of the border at Eagle Pass. Now, this is where the Democrats hate the Constitution. Because the Constitution was designed to tell government what they can't do. And it... They love it when it works in their favor, but they hate it when stuff like this goes against what they're trying to do. In an attempt to deter illegal immigrants, the Texas state authorities took control of a public park in Eagle Pass and started installing razor wire, despite the U.S. Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Biden administration, stating that federal authorities could remove the wire. The state is still continuing with the installation. Good for them. Biden administration gave Texas until Friday to cease and desist from its activities at Shelby Park, but the state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, on Friday refused to surrender to the demands. Mr. Abbott has accused the federal government of breaking the compact between the United States and the states. In a statement on January 25th, he asserted that President Biden has failed in his constitutional responsibility to enforce federal laws protecting states from surging illegal immigration. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. 
Mr. Abbott said, accusing the president of violating his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting illegal entries, Mr. Abbott states that President Biden has sent federal lawyers to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. Mr. Abbott has stressed that Texas has the constitutional authority to defend itself. Now, just one last question to that. Why would you sue the state of Texas for putting up this razor wire to keep illegal immigrants out of the country? Why would you do that? Because you obviously want it to happen. There's a plan somewhere that somebody wants these people here, don't want them documented, and that's so, I mean, conspiracy theory. What usually happens with those? <laughs> they become true, and then before long, it was like, see, called me a conspiracy theory for all this time, and then what happened? And, you know, we haven't had an amnesty in, oh, I don't know, since the 80s? I think it was Ronald Reagan, unfortunately, that it, it led up to the same scenario that we're getting to now. This immigration problem was just ongoing, ongoing with all these illegals that got in here. I don't even know how many millions they ended up giving amnesty at that time. But it ended up being really similar to what we're dealing with right now. There's going to be so many millions of these people here. And like, well, it'll cost too much to deport them. And all the while, it would still cost less than what we send to all these foreign countries in foreign aid every year. Way less. So I think there's a pretty simple answer to how we can fix this problem. But, you know, for political reasons, most of these people will not do it because they're spineless and will not stand up for the American people and or the Constitution of the United States, even though they all swore that they was going to. But anyways, I think that's pretty well wrapped this episode up. Uh, I want to thank everybody once again, the people new, old, whatever in between that have listened to my shenanigans. And I don't know, maybe you'll come back, maybe you won't. Uh, like I say, this is just raw podcasting. Uh, I figured out how to use this stupid Microsoft clip champ, sort of. <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll actually look like I know what I'm doing. But hey, you know, I got a regular job, and this is kind of just a little side hobby for me to get stuff off my brain. And once I get it spit out, and everybody else has to endure it, <laughs> I, I can go on about living a half sane life. <laughs> but I just want to thank everybody once again for joining the Nielsen Show, and until next time, I'm out.